This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the USPBL Podcast. I am the Doc, John Macaroon. Joining me, Vito Churko. Looking forward to talk about all the happenings at Jimmy John's Field. Nearing the end of the season, you can spend this weekend at Jimmy John's Field. Man, Labor Day weekend's already here, Vito. And for all information regarding the USPBL, make sure go and check out USPBL.com, Vito. What's going on? John, glad to have you back in the fray here. Back in the saddle. I mean, you've been gone, MIA, enjoying the state of Florida, and you've had a blast, right? You had a nice vacay. I did, and I enjoyed your interviews. Great stuff with Justin Orenduff. Man, the way that the USPBL has developed these players and what he brings to the table, Justin tells a lot of good stories. So make sure you go back. If you've missed a podcast, go back. Go to the USPBL website. All our podcasts are archived there as well. Or anywhere your favorite podcast is located, you can download and listen to the USPBL podcast. And we got another great guest this week. Who's on tap? Somebody that made some news, some good stuff, a record per se. Well, he actually ended up on the Sports Center top ten plays last Thursday night. Now, did you see the catch he made? Home I run, did. robbing, catch in right field, number two, number two the play. highest position that's ever been earned by the USPBL, and great stuff. I always see them tagging uh, SC top ten, and he made it. It was a great play. I look forward to talking to him. And about it. who is he? Well, his name is Luke Johnson of the Eastside Diamond Hoppers. Now we've got to ask him too about on his player page via the USPBL website. It says he's a catcher. His play catcher was playing in right field, though. When he robbed that ball, leaped up, came down with the ball. I mean, signature play for him in his career. Got to believe that much. And it was great to see that from Luke Johnson, from the league. Exciting news. Randy Dobnak, by the way, recalled to the bigs to pitch for the Minnesota Twins. So good to see that from him. And two individuals just recently in contracts with the Minnesota Twinkies as well. And they are Adrian Guzman and Eric Jones of the Utica Unicorns. So those guys are joining the Minnesota Twins organization. And becoming the 8th and ninth players to earn MLB contracts this season, as well as now the 35th and 36th player overall in the history of the league to have signed with big league clubs. And again, what makes the league in Utica better than in years past is the players are better, the development's better, the coaching is definitely on par, and the experience there over at Jimmy John's Field is great. What are the happenings this week over there in Utica? So, John, first and foremost... Wednesday night, so when this podcast comes out, it is summer movie nights. Cinderella is being played at the ballpark in downtown Utica, and it is sponsored by Imagine Entertainment. Now, Thursday, August 29th, is Irish American Heritage Night, presented by Guinness. And Thursday, Thursday, presented by Dave and Busters. Friday night is Top Hat Friday, and Fireworks Spectacular, presented by Metro by T-Mobile. Saturday is a salute to service presented by Belfort and Dynamic Aerospace and Defense. 
Country Music Night as well. And the band that is playing is Bernadette, Catherine, and Lonely Days. So that is one to check out as well. Then on Sunday, as usual, it is Sunday Fun Day, presented this time around by the Detroit News. And Fan Appreciation Day is taking place, and you will get the chance to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off as well there. So uh, summer movie night is taking place Sunday. That means two, and it is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a classic film many of us young people have never seen. Uh, I have, though. I actually have. Millennials, overall-wise, I don't know how many of them have seen it. And the young young kids, the actual kids out there that will be there on Sunday, going to guess that not many of them have seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off yet. Now, Vito, you and I, we joke around regarding the DSP curse, but in looking and reviewing the standings, there's been a shift in the last couple weeks. Right now, as it stands, the Utica Unicorns, they're in first place, sitting at 26 wins and 20 losses. The Woolly Mammoths come in at 26 and 21. The Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, a team that's well represented here on the podcast. We're definitely close with Chris Newell. I like a lot of what he brings to the table. They're sitting around 500 at 22 wins and 21 losses. In third, a dip in the standings since I've been on the podcast. And finally, in last place, are the Diamond Hoppers. They're at 16 wins and 28 losses. And now, you know, for those that don't know, the playoffs are upcoming. And, uh, you know, next weekend, I believe, the playoffs will take place. That will crown the champion. And I think there's a chance that potentially this year there could be a new champion. Wait, you're saying Chris Newell and the Beavers aren't going to win it all this year in three-peat? Because it would be a three-peat from Newell and the Beavers. So September 6th through 8th, championship weekend at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica. It's great. The playoff atmosphere, I was there the last two years, and you see, you know, anytime you enter into an elimination situation or anytime it's a playoff situation, you see the intensity ramp up, and it makes for an even more unbelievable experience over there at Utica. So definitely go check it out, USPBL.com. Don't miss out. I think, you know, with a four-team league, the playoffs are going to be definitely an unbelievable experience. Absolutely. And our guest this week, once again, joining us in just a quick minute, is Luke Johnson of the Eastside Diamond Hoppers. Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're doing very well. And Luke, I think you know why we have you on this week's episode of the podcast. You made a little bit of news and national headlines as well. Being on SportsCenter's top 10 plays and actually having the number two play on the show last Thursday night, courtesy of your home run robbing grab in right field. It was terrific to watch, and we'll get into that, trust me, in just a few minutes here, Luke. But first and foremost, how did you reach the United Short Professional Baseball League in downtown Utica, Michigan? Uh, well, it's kind of funny. I mean, uh, when I heard about the tryout uh, about a week before, and I told my coach, uh, I think I'm good. I had a job lined up for the summer. Um, and then the day before we had to leave, uh, me and a couple of my teammates were, you know what, let's do it. So I signed up on Saturday. I left on Sunday and then the tryout was Monday. Uh, and when we left, I got an email about 10 minutes, 20 minutes after we left and saying, if, if they like you, they're going to sign you that day. Uh, and then you start practice the next day. And all, I, I mean, I thought I might have a couple days to go home, gather my things and, and then shoot on up here. But, uh, yeah, I had a duffel bag full of clothes. Uh, my other teammates ended up not making it. Um, so I was kind of stranded with no card, a duffel bag full of clothes. But uh, it all ended up working out. I called my dad and he was like, we're going to make it work. So he drove my truck up here with the rest of my clothes from school uh, and he made it work. 
and I'm blessed to have them. Luke, just curious, do you have a host family? Because I do. That's a big thing I know in the USPBL. So you know what? With that being said, how has that experience been for you so far, being with the host family? I I'm uh, I, I love them. I mean, I've had host families before. I've never really had any problems. I've heard some I've heard some stories uh, from some of my other teammates, but I've never really had a problem. But the the host family that I have up here is probably the best one I've ever had. I mean, we we get along really well. I've met I've met their the immediate family, the their outside family, and we all have a good time together. So they've made you like one of them, made you feel comfortable yeah. and feel like one of them inside their home, and that's that's terrific. Now, once again, your home run robbing catch in right field made the top 10 plays on SportsCenter last week, the number two play officially. And that was terrific and awesome to see from you and for the sake of the league as well in downtown Utica. Now, for you, when did you realize you had a great shot at actually catching that baseball? Yeah, I mean, I saw it hit off the bat, and I knew I had to, I knew I had to go back on it. And uh, once I got to the wall, I was like, man, I think, I, I think if I jump, I got a shot at this. Uh, so I'm running back to the wall and I, I see it in the air and I jump and I'm, I'm in midair and I'm like, damn, I jumped too soon. And I'm kind of on my way down when I start catching it. Uh, and it fell into my glove, ran into the fence a little bit and then threw it back in. And I was, I was just happy. I held on. When you caught that ball, what was that feeling like for you? I've got to believe you were elated. No, it was awesome. I think, uh, our, our center fielder, Sean Guida, looked at me and he was like, man, I think, I think I was more excited than you were for making that. But I, I was just kind of uh, still playing, didn't even realize what had happened at first. I mean, I knew I made a good catch, but kind of just move on after that. I don't know. Where does that rank among the best catches in your baseball career? Oh, that was the, that was top. That was the top one. Uh-huh. I'm not, I didn't really start playing outfield until late college. Uh, most, I mostly caught. Uh, so I, I don't have too much experience in the outfield. And we'll get into that in just a second. But how about the text messages and phone calls? I got to believe you received a ton of those from people back home that you know as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even realize that uh, it was on SportsCenter until one of my good buddies texted me saying, hey, I saw you on I saw you on ESPN. Go check it out. And he sent me a link uh, and I was able to see it. But, yeah, I didn't even realize until somebody had texted me. That is that's just something. That's great. That's great to hear. And SportsCenter, I mean, God, I mean. What else could you be on that's greater than that, right? Almost. When it comes to highlights, I mean, that's a premier signature show for highlights. Oh, yeah, especially especially when I was growing up. Getting on SportsCenter was the coolest thing in the world. It still is. It is. It's awesome. And these highlights go viral, and you went viral for a catch made in right field. Now, you brought up how you play catcher. You did, and you played it for a while. And I see even on your player page via USPBL.com that says your position is catcher. So then I see you make this catch, and this video goes viral, and it's of you catching a ball in the outfield, in right field. So I know you've played catcher. So tell me about the similarities and differences between playing catcher and playing out there in the outfield. Honestly, it's probably the biggest difference you can get on the field just because, I mean, catcher, you're not moving too much. You got you to gotta have good range in your hips. But as far as that, you're not really running too much, uh, maybe on a bunt. Uh, but I mean, the outfield, if, if you're athletic, the outfield can come easy enough and getting a month or so out there. Once you start reading some fly balls, uh, reading some balls off the bat, it, 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 it comes pretty easy. And now how long have you played outfield actually? I started, I got thrown out there my junior year of college. So about two years ago, 
And that was really my first experience out in the outfield. Cause when I was growing up through high school, I was catcher infield. Uh, and then even, even early college, I was catcher first base. And then junior year, I had a little bit of speed. Uh, so they threw me out in the outfield and, uh, now I'm pretty much catcher outfield. And how much more appeasing do you think that makes you to these big league ball clubs that might be, you know, checking out your film? Yeah, I think, I think being able to play multiple positions is, is big just because if, if they want you somewhere, they can, they can take you. If I'm strictly a catcher, strictly an outfielder, they're kind of stuck. Uh, so if I keep, if I keep hitting, then, then I'll, I'll have, I'll find a spot somewhere. How is your game managing ability? Cause I know that is so crucial for catchers too. Yeah, that's, I'd say that's, I'd say that's the hardest part, um, about catching. It, it's not the physical aspects. Um, you can work on those, you can practice those. As far as the game managing, you just have to learn the game. You have to know the hitters, you have to know your pitchers. Um, and it takes a, it takes a little bit of, it takes a little bit of learning. And then once, once you're comfortable back there and you can start to control the game, it gets easier and easier. Uh, but, but just learning, learning who the guys are around the pitchers that are throwing to you and the hitters that you're going against. I think that's the, that's the hardest part. I read that you have nine home runs, which leads your squad with the diamond hoppers. Now, have you always been a home run hitter or a guy that could at least hit for extra base power? Uh, yeah, coming up, coming up through college, even, even in high school, I was always one of the home run hitters on my team. Um, and then throughout college, I, I hit a bunch. Uh, and that was what I was known for. I was always a power guy. And it's always just kind of come pretty naturally to me since I was a little kid, just being able to drive the ball out of here. So I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm bigger or stronger than everybody, but I got something in my swing that allows me to hit the ball for power. And it says on your player page, you're six foot one and 205. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Okay. So you're a bigger dude. You have some pop in your bat. And how about these things that are so important nowadays and how much do you emphasize them? And I'm specifically talking about launch angle and exit velo. How much do you care about those uh, items and how much is that emphasized with you when it comes to your coaching staff with the diamond hoppers? Yeah. I mean, coming up through college and especially my freshman and sophomore year, uh, my coaches were big on, on launch angle and, and exit velocity and all those, all those tools. Uh, but now, I mean, I worry about exit velocity now. I want to hit balls hard, uh, but I don't, tr- I don't think it's, I don't think it's the best thing to be looking into launch angle, uh, strictly because if you try to create a launch with your swing, I, I think you're going to have a tendency to, to have a long swing path, come, come up through the ball too much, hit a lot of pop-ups. Um, I think, I think in a lot of cases, it's just about getting on plane with the baseball and trying to barrel it somewhere, uh, especially especially with me when I when I tend to try to hit home runs that's when I'm going to start to struggle I'm going to start to pull off on baseballs I'm going to strike out a lot when I just let the pitcher come to me and I do and I I don't try to do too much with it just hit a ball hard somewhere that's generally when I'm going to get my success and as far as I know uh Von Joshua I know you had him on not too long ago yes we did Uh, great guy to talk to tons of stories too oh I know it it, the stories are endless absolutely I mean, I'll talk with him for, for hours about hitting just, I mean, I wouldn't call him my therapist, but, but if I'm having some problems, it's easy to talk, talk to him about. So it's very Uh, therapeutical talking to Von Joshua, who's your assistant manager with the Diamond Hoppers. Yes. Now, what has he mentored you on and what have you learned from him about hitting? 
it's just not trying to do too much with the baseball. Uh, he, he knows that I have power. I know that I have power, but when I, when I try to get too big, it, bad things happen. Uh, so he's been, he's been big on just keeping me, trying to keep me short to the baseball. Um, not trying to be overly aggressive and just when I get my pitch, try not to miss it. How about guys that you watch on a daily basis in the major leagues? Who do you try to mold yourself after when it comes to these big league hitters? Uh, I love, love Mike Trout swing. Um, I lot, I watch a lot of, uh, Miguel Cabrera. I, especially Cabrera when he was younger, uh, sp- mostly because his, his movements, they're not big. They're not crazy. Uh, like Donaldson, Donaldson kind of movements, they're big, they're crazy. Uh, and especially for, for someone like me there, I just can't stay consistent with it. Um, so I, I love watching guys like Cabrera or Trout where their movements are just very simple and compact and they know what they're doing. They're trying to keep a direct path to the baseball. They're getting on plane, they're staying up through it and they know how to drive the ball. So a simple swing is, is the key really, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think the biggest thing is staying consistent. Uh, baseball is a game of failure, and, and it's the guy who can be consistent the most and fail the least is going gonna, is gonna to be the best. How much film study do you actually do, Luke, of your opposition and of these guys that you noted, such as Miguel Cabrera, such as Josh Donaldson, such as Mike Trout? How much do you do of, that, of the, the opponents that you face in the USPBL, but also of these guys that are playing in the big leagues? I don't do too much video as far as my opponents especially pitchers i keep a I, I do keep a journal so i'll write down how they try to sequence me every at bat and we see these guys every single day so we're i'm gonna see the guy that i write down maybe two other times in the next month uh so that'll help me and then as far as as far as physical mechanics for me um I'll watch, I'll, I'll take video on my swing, especially if I'm not feeling comfortable, try to figure out where I'm going wrong, or maybe reassure myself that I'm not doing anything wrong. And it's just, it's maybe just a little bit mental. Um, and when I, when I do want to change something, when I do want to fiddle with something in my swing a little bit, uh, the first thing I turn to is, is YouTube. Uh, I'll, I'll watch guys and, and see what looks good to me and maybe even try it out in the mirror for a while, see okay. what feels right. Just try to get back to myself. So YouTube tutorials, and now you can go on there and, and find out so much, can't you? Oh, yeah, you can find out anything you want. Now, how about the mental grind? You started talking about that a little bit and how you have to be, well, I would say mentally tough at the plate and be able to uh, adjust on the fly and go through struggles. Talk about that for me. How important is the mental aspect of playing baseball? I mean, that's a, it's the biggest thing. Uh, and guys always talk about how, how baseball is – 85, 90, 95% mental sometimes. Um, I mean, it, it's huge. If your physical mechanics, you could, in BP, you could hit 10 out of 10 home runs, but in the game, you could strike out five times. Uh, physical mechanics will only take you so far. I mean, if you're not confident getting in the box every single time that you're going to, that you're going to do damage or maybe that the pitcher's not as good as you, I mean, you're just, you're, it's going to be hard to succeed now. And it, it, I mean, it's, it's hard to work on the mental part of the game. I mean, what, what can you really do besides put yourself in game situations and practice and stuff like that? But I mean, as far as, I mean, preparation is the biggest thing that you can get. Pre- that's what, that's, what's going to make you mentally confident is your preparation 
and maybe some guys meditate, some guys do whatever, but whatever gets you in the game in game ready mode, that's what you got to do. How much has your skipper with the Diamond Hoppers, Paul Nochi, helped you out with your mechanics at the plate and with your confidence at the plate, which you noted is so darn important? Oh, uh, huge. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily talk to us about physical mechanics so much, uh, but he'll keep you uh, he'll keep you in check and. If if you're getting lazy, if you're slacking, he'll get you on it and he'll uh, he'll get you into shape real quick. Now, can you tell me what's the greatest anecdote that Von Joshua has provided to you? Because like you said, endless stories that he provided to us courtesy of this podcast. How about for you as a player on his team, a great anecdote that really sticks out to you? Honestly, just being able to talk to him. I mean, if I if I have a bad at bat, the first thing I'll do is talk to Von about about something I did, what he saw, and just and just have a conversation with him because that's that's the biggest thing. If I can talk out my problems, uh, whether they're mental or whether they're physical, um, I have a better chance to succeed the next time. What does Luke Johnson have to keep working on in order to reach the big leagues one day? Approach. Uh, I've noticed. I, I went through a I went through a struggle. I was struggling for a couple weeks uh, last month. And I was just, I was swinging at everything. I got way too aggressive and I was trying to do, I was trying to hit a home run on every single pitch. When I can, when I can just sit back, let the pitcher have his corners and I can take advantage of on misses from him. That's when I, that's when I succeed. So I'll leave you with this, Luke. Playing a game at Jimmy John's Field, when you walk in there and play a game in front of that crowd with all that energy, what is that like for you? It's awesome. I mean, uh, my freshman year, we went to the junior college world series, uh, in, in grand junction, Colorado, and the atmosphere was, was awesome, but the atmosphere here every Friday, Saturday night is, uh, is unlike anything else I've ever played in. Luke, with that being said, man, thanks for all the time and best of luck the rest of the way this season in the USPBL. Cool. Thank you guys. And that was Luke Johnson of the Eastside Diamond Hoppers who plays corner outfield and right field where he made that stellar catch, great catch that actually made the SportsCenter Top 10 plays last week and was number two on their list of the Top 10 plays. So that was terrific to see from him and for the league as well, John. Yeah, any opportunity you can to be exposed nationally, it can only help you, your brand, your team, the, the league in and of itself. So great, great interview, got good insight. And again, Von Joshua, He's someone that uh, when people speak of him, they just speak glowingly. And, you know, just a quick pause sidebar. I love your word, therapeutical. That's therapeutical. not a, that's not a word. That's a word now. No, I just right. created it. It's a word now. You like that? It's a I, word my, now, courtesy of Vito Jerome Jerko here. My ears perked up because the proper way you say it's it. It's therapeutic. Vito, it's therapeutic. I, I got it. Well, I'm in the moment, so, man. Let's just run with it. So okay. for me, I know you're going to slice that up because I want to hear that. I'm going to definitely. If, if you Play don't, I, I will. I like it. I like it. It's therapeutical. To do this podcast, what with is therapeutical? You. <laughs> it's very therapeutical. You and I talking, at least yeah. most of the time. But, anyways, it was stellar to have Luke Johnson on our airwaves as our guest on episode number seven of the USPBL podcast. And here's a guy, by the way, that has play catcher and then has played in right field. So he has had a transition to the outfield, completely different spot for him, and get used to that. And he made the All Star team, by the way, this year in the USPBL, and as a right fielder. So this guy has a power in his bat. 
He's been working on his approach, and he said himself, has to keep working on that approach and that simple approach as well to where he's not always looking to hit the long ball. Because when you get in that rut, then you start striking out, you start popping out and not having as good of ABs on a consistent game-to-game basis. So Luke Johnson in the USPBL is actively working on that. And best of luck to him the rest of the way this season with the Diamond Hoppers and in his baseball career. Good stuff there. And um, in terms of what these athletes are saying, is it's exactly right. And, uh, you know, Vito, in doing this podcast and interviewing the athletes, you start to realize it's about approach. It's about, you know, a situation where you realize, look, in baseball— if you can just hit three out of ten baseballs, you're a legend. And so sometimes, you know, you have to recognize and accept that baseball is a game about failure. And people have said that to us. Many of the athletes that we've interviewed have said to us, look, it's about dealing with it. It's about, you know, handling the one day that maybe you go 0 for 3, 0 for 4, and you got to handle your emotions and then continue to stay in the process, which means understand what pitch is coming. Work your system. Make sure you take and understand what pitch is coming. Make sure that you try your best to get the pitch that you're looking for, not to swing at bad pitches and things like that. So learning about people's mindset in their certain positions, especially offensive hitters, is amazing. And and pitchers, too, as well. It's really interesting to realize, too, because imagine, you know, there's a situation where a couple runners on base and you really want to perform and there's pressure, you know, and you got to perform and it doesn't happen. And it grinds on you. And like I, I like what he said. He goes right to his coach. He goes right to Vaughn. And Vaughn's able to just say, hey, Go get them next time. It's okay. Calm them down. And Calm you need down. that. That's therapeutic. Yes. And <laughs> uh, also things that sometimes happen with athletes is they start thinking things that aren't true. Overthinking, uh, overanalyzing situations, right? And get themselves into ruts that way too. In the athletes that I work with, that's what I talk to them about is that sometimes you are your biggest critic. And sometimes your coaches are not even thinking that. You're thinking, oh, I let my team down. I'm going to be gone. This is a, the worst situation ever. And sometimes you look over at your coach and he's just smiling, throwing a seat in his mouth going, dude, what's wrong with you? Right. He's fine. You're not. But it's, it's a bigger mental task or hill to climb, right, for the individual that's going through it rather than somebody else like you and me that's watching from the outside. So there is something with that being said. Now, how about the player of the week in the USPBL for the past week? And that is a pitcher and former guest on these airwaves, Ty Hensley of the Utica Unicorns. Remember, He is a former first-round draft pick of the New York Yankees, and he earned the distinction for the first time this season. Now, he pitched seven innings, allowing no runs, two hits, and struck out a season-best nine batters most recently. And this was this past Saturday night. Now, since arriving to the USPBL this season, he has thrown seven or more innings on two occasions, and that is the first time in his career since him being in high school, and he has also doubled the amount of innings he has thrown in his entire minor league career. So him and the Unicorns, they are in first place, as you had said already, John, at 26-20, and 20, heading into the final week of the regular season. The number one seed for the USPBL playoffs, played September 6th through 8th, will earn a spot in the championship game on Sunday, September 8th, at Jimmy John's Field. So that's the story with Ty Hensley, the player of the week for this past week in the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Now, to end the podcast, you want to tell everybody about the Kid Zone that's available at the USPBL, which is something that I've shared on the podcast. Jimmy John's Field is very kid-friendly. It is. They got this great, you know, park. You got this ability to play. You can take your kids there, and maybe they're not so much into the baseball action, but you can go over to Jimmy John's Field and, and play on this great play place. Uh, you're able to kind of sit back and watch them do their thing, and I had a good time with it when I brought my two girls to Jimmy John's Field. 
See, I'm wondering if you're under a certain height, you can still actually be part of the Kids Club, because maybe I would be eligible then to join the Kids Club this year. But anyways, the Kids Club has rookie and MVP membership perks. You can be a part of the fun by joining the 2019 USPBL Kids Club at Jimmy John's Field for those that are 12 and under. And really quick, the rookie club level, you have uh, free items, and it is free to enroll in it. And the items you receive are a team lanyard, team welcome letter, weekly kids club newsletters, merchandise discount of 20%, and the MVP club, which you have to pay $20 for. You get the lanyard, welcome letter, newsletter, merchandise discount, free USPBL grandstand ticket on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, including Memorial Day, 4th of July, and the All-Star Game, which is subject to availability. You have an exclusive MVP mascot and player meet and greet session before game time as well, and much more that you can find out by going online to USPBL.com. Great podcast, sir. You can check out the USPBL podcast every Wednesday during the USPBL season. We get a chance to highlight some great athletes and understand a little bit of the mindset, the process of how these athletes join the league and how they work their way through a season. Great stuff, Vito. Awesome stuff. And once again, you can follow the USPBL on Twitter as well, at USPBL. And this has been very therapeutic, by the way. John Charles Macaroon. Adios. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com.